Yo, Herb, take it from the top. One, two. My mic sound nice. Check one. My mic sound nice. Check two. My mic sound nice. Check three. Are you ready to rock y'all? Hey, beautiful people, welcome to another episode of Nikki's Thoughts Podcast. I am your girl, A. Nicole, and I would like to thank you for tuning in. If you are a new listener, I would like to extend a special welcome to you. Um, Before shit gets real, welcome. Welcome to the fold, boo. Um, I'd like to remind everyone, all parties involved, to remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend just how dope you think this podcast is, right? (laughs) So um, this is actually my second go-round. I recorded uh, an episode like two weeks ago on emotionally unavailable men how to spot them and how to navigate um through them or with them if you indeed want to stay and um i had recorded it in my hotel room and it was just warped um my producer told me that he couldn't really work with it and um just for the good of the brand and just for um the good of you all your listening um pleasure we decided not to put it out um because we didn't want you all to be straining listening and quality is number one and it is first and foremost with me so thank you all for bearing with me as i have navigated through the couple the past couple of weeks excuse me i was preparing for the black effect new york city which was my um my event in New York for strictly for my brothers and my sisters um, that I had been promoting with you all uh, for months. It finally went down Saturday. It was sold out. Um, shout out to everyone who came out. Shout out to my beautiful brothers. Shout out to my beautiful sisters. We had such a amazing, amazing, amazing time. Like my heart is still so full. Um, the Black Effect, New York City, it was held at my girl, Joe, um, her studio. She has a event space in Brooklyn, and she is Jolie Studio, New York City. If you are on Instagram, Jolie Studio NYC, and she is a event space. And when I tell you that they have it going on, like they are always booked, always, 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 always booked. Um, I, the ambiance in her studio, like, they can transform any type of event into like just dope live just I can't even I can't even put it into words so if you are in the New York City area particularly the Brooklyn area and you are looking for an event space I don't know to get married um to do a party a baby shower anything no no job is like too small for the ladies over there make sure you hook up with my girl Jolie studio New York City and that is at if you are on Instagram at Jolie studio NYC so we had it there it was unlimited wine um my home girl my sister michelle she came out open arms catering llc she came out with the 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 jamaican cuisine because you know i feeds my people at my event we're not doing no sandwiches and no chips we always eat good so we had like oh my god we had like vegan cornbread like she was amazing we had um 
um, jerk chicken. We had curry chicken. She did like a vegan zucchini pasta. Like everything was just dope. I'm just saying. Like so, we had the food, the wine. I had three brother panelist speakers. My boy Racine. Excuse me. Mm. My boy Racine. Um, my nephew, the hard body God, came through. Um, my oldest brother, um, Donald, he came through. Um, on the girls' end, I had my girl Whiskey in the city. She came up from D.C. My spiritual advisor and my reader, uh, Miss Elite, she came up. I was present. Um, my girl Charlay Jeffrey, she came up, and well, actually, she's in New York. And she was my feature artist. So she brought her art. And I bought. <laughs> I bought a one of a young lady in bondage. It's just so sexy. I'm going to put it over uh, my, my bed. So I'll be posting it. But we just had an intimate conversation. We we talked about dating over 35. We talked about um, the, the man's ego. You know, uh, we, we talked the, the, the whole toxic masculinity, toxic femininity shit. Um, we had some folks trigger. We had some folks testifying. We had some folks doing so much shit. I started off with a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? icebreaker i always do icebreaker so i split up the teams I, I told them to pick out their favorite um tv show living single um fresh prince of bel-air good times or the jefferson split them up gave them the lyrics to said um tv shows and they had five minutes as a group to come together and put some stank on that shit and sing it like a choir and um the people who were the most cohesive who came the most together and was one band one sound they won a prize so it was just building 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 all saturday like we didn't leave out of there to probably like 10 11 it started at four so um I, I'm still full from spending so much time. I mean, I can go on and on and on. Shout out to my vendor, Culture Candy. Um, she came out with the smell good candles. And what I love about her candles is the names. And if you know my black sauce brand, you know I love me a good name for some products. So it was just amazing. We had music. We were taking pictures. We We was on point. We was on. So thank you again to everybody who showed up and showed out, especially uh, my black kings, because it's really hard to bring the men out. It's really, really, really hard to bring the men out. So I am just so grateful for my kings who showed up and showed out and gave us their perspective, you know, talked, participated. So thank you, thank you, thank you. So now that that is over, um, I do have my next event is the Mending Space. Excuse me. My allergies are killing me. So the Mending Space, and that's going to be in Miami. And um, basically, it is a, a women's retreat for the day a day retreat and what we're going to be doing there we're going to have brunch we're going to have unlimited wine because you know that's a staple of mine um and we're just going to learn about altar building um we're going to do a self-love jar we're going to have yoga we're going to do crystal grid napping we're going to learn about um, candle magic spiritual healing workshops tarot um intention setting and manifestations self-empowerment activities we're going to do an all-white photo shoot you know it's not a girl's event or a girl's trip 
of a nicole's if i do not do an all-white photo shoot um we're going to have um, vendors there sister circles and, and much more so i will be having tickets on sale well they are already on sale you can go to my website www.aprilnicole.com and that's a-p-r-i-l-n-i-c-h-o-l-e.com i will have tickets up until june the second i have six tickets left so um please get your tickets now and let me say when they sell out they sell out i don't know why some people wait until the end y'all know my stuff sells out and y'all wait and then when it does sell out i get the dms and the emails and stuff and the comments under the sellout post like oh if you could find it in your heart to add another slot for me i'm so sorry listen i i i promo my events months in advance i have to get um, my account together for food, um, treat bags, shirts, all types of things. So um, when they sell out, y'all, like I have to stick to it. I have to. Um, I have to. So get your tickets now. Get your tickets ASAP Rocky, right? So few cleanup little free house cleaning things excuse me um if you are interested in following me on my um instagram my instagram page is nikki thoughts and that's n-i-k-k-i-e-s-t-h-o-u-g-h-t-s the event that i was just speaking about the black effect new york city that is actually under my nonprofit um brand i just want my people to heal and i just want my people to heal is an organization that I started um, with the main focal point of reducing the stigma of mental health in the black community um, and also educating my people on mental health and self-care. A lot of people um, don't know that what they're going through, they may be in a mental health crisis and they think that they're just following hard times or they think that this is just, you know, a down part of their life that they'll get over. And no, you may be battling, you may be out here undiagnosed and there is help for you, you know, so um, make sure you're following that. I just want my people to heal. My website for that is www.ijustwantmypeopletoheal.org. I mentioned um, a tribe called Sis. That is my sisterhood brand where I just promote sisterhood healing, stepping into your power, stepping into your magic, remembering just who the hell you are 24-7. I am working on my website for that as we speak, um, but you can catch me on um, Instagram. You can catch our page, and that is A Tribe Called Sis. Um, my store, Black Sauce Brand, I will be releasing my summer uh, line momentarily soon so if you are on my mailing list i will be sending out a email to let you know um, when i am releasing everything and that everything is releasing to get on it i premiered my summer line at the event this past weekend and it sold out it was gone so thank god i had already started curating um uh, new batches before I left so those will be available this week I'm not gonna say which day you have to be subscribed um to the mailing list and when it goes it goes until I can make a batch again so um I'm glad that I got those things out the way again this week I will be talking again on emotionally unavailable men and I'm going to give you eight signs of them and how to handle them if this is something that you wish to maneuver through you have some women who 
can't do emotionally unavailable men call me when you get that shit taken care of and then you have some women who you know hey i'm gonna help you build hey i'm gonna help you get through this shit and all of this stuff and sis ain't me that ain't that i'm i'm past my i i have i have reached my quota of emotionally unavailable men i have reached it i can't do it no more sis can't do it no more sis tired sis is tired sis is motherfucking tired but i get that some of my sisters they still got some fight in them you know they 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 got all their life to live and they got all their motherfucking love to give and they will survive so i'm going to give them these tools to navigate through these men so without further ado let's get into today's topic shall we Okay, so I bet if you look back at the last few relationships you've been in, you could probably see a pattern. You seem to always be attracted to emotionally unavailable men. Despite your best efforts to get them to open up, you always end up hurt and frustrated that they never reciprocate the affection or love you feel for them. So, what can you do when every relationship you're in seems to dead end emotionally? Well, first off, I need you to know that you're not alone. So many women like you have thrown up their hands when they were unable to change a man who just couldn't open up to them the way they wanted. But here's a common scenario. These women, and perhaps you too, assume that the man will come around. That when he falls in love with you or them, he will then become emotionally vulnerable. Now, let me tell you some good shit, sissy poo. Some real good shit. That rarely happens. Um, If you were at the event this weekend, Racine talked about that. He has a book called So Frail, which talks about male masculinity. Um, and he really breaks it down. So, um, please go to my page. I just want my people to heal. I just want my people to heal. Excuse me. I always sound like I'm mumbling it when I say it. Um, and I have him tagged on a lot of things. Please check him out. Please purchase his book. He really helped me understand, um, and, and see the man, particularly the black man, you know, cause he really breaks them down. So anyway, back to what I was saying that the shit really happens. So, why do emotionally unavailable men exist? Hmm. Don't we live in a society where men are now encouraged to express their feelings? Don't we have uh, men's circle and men's events and, you know, events like the one I did this past weekend and things of that nature? So why aren't men opening up? Don't they know that they can open up? Is that what you're asking yourself? So dig it. While, yes, it is now more acceptable for men to be emotionally or vulnerable, emotional or vulnerable, excuse me, today's man may not have been raised that way. He may have been taught to stop crying and be a man or encouraged to toughen up by his father. He may have experienced trauma that he bottled up over a lifetime, which can make being vulnerable again a challenge. A lot of times we don't know the genesis of the men that we date. We just think that, you know, um, boys had it easier and they don't go through the shit that women go through or women went through as girls. So they should be unscathed. No, 
I've seen a lot of um, my friends and even clients, especially at work, stifle their son's voice, stifle their son's emotional um, health, stifle their vulnerability. Don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Stop all that crying. You a sissy. You a punk. You crying like a girl. All of those things. You don't think that over the years and over time, this doesn't do shit to our men, to our brothers. You don't think that this doesn't devastate men if you get told that over and over and over again. So by the time that he gets to you, he's been taught to be Fort Knox to keep that shit fucking under wraps. Because if you tell this girl how you feel. If you cry or if you show vulnerability, if you're going to lose her when you're about to lose her or when you have lost her or lost her, excuse me, she's going to think that you a punk. Your boys may think that you might think that your father might think that your mama might think that. So I want to say to my sisters, I want to plead to my women, stop raising our boys to stifle their vulnerability and their emotions. I say the same thing to my men, my brothers who are these dads. Stop that shit. Because you get these grown ass men with immature ass minds and immature ass emotional feelings. They don't know how to navigate through their own fucking emotions. So how are they going to help you navigate through your shit? How are they going to tell you how they feel when they don't even know how the fuck they feel? Because it's been stifled. They've been told that at the second they feel some shit, you suck that shit up. The second you feel some stuff that 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 deviates from the tough guy persona that you need to always have, you better suck that shit up and shut the fuck up. Right? So think about that. Think about what we're doing to our boys as we raise them. You know, they grow up and they get into relationships with women, you know, and they don't know how to navigate their own feelings because you have taken that away from them. Okay. So back to the manuscript. The point is this. You don't know why these emotionally unavailable men are the way they are. The best you can do is look for signs that the man you're in a relation with in a relationship with or just starting to date may be one more on your long list of emotionally unavailable men. And while I address this in detail, I want you to understand that if a man is emotionally unavailable, it in no way indicates and I need y'all to listen. It in no way indicates that you are being needy or clingy. I know that women, we hard on ourselves. We take the blame when we shouldn't sometimes. And this is one of those sometimes when we should not take the fucking blame for an emotionally unavailable man. So, don't take no fucking blame. This is all on him. So, sign one of the emotionally unavailable man. He comes off as a fucking robot. This guy acts exactly the same whether he's happy, furious, sad, or tired. You have trouble reading him. You never know what he's thinking. But you don't want to be one of those women who always asks, what are you thinking? You may joke to him that he's like an android, but you're really not far off. 
He may be great in a crisis, but when it comes to opening up about his feelings, even his disappointment of maybe his favorite NBA team losing, you know, like, damn, they so they're not going to the All-Star game or whatever the fuck it is, playoffs, whatever the fuck the men do, you know. Like, he don't even show no emotions for that, but you know that he repped Stephon Curry hard. Or you know that he reps Bron Bron hard, and he, he's been wanting to get to this game. They go to the playoffs and everything, but when the shit don't pop off, he shows no emotions, okay? This man can seem incapable of emotional expression. So how are we going to address this? You may be fighting a losing battle, but you've at least got to make an attempt to get into this guy's head and heart. When something happens that you believe should have a significant emotional reaction, i.e. his dog dying, you know, um, maybe uh, him and his brother getting into a scuffle. Maybe he got his ass whooped. I don't know. You know, he got the beat down of his life. I don't know. Um, his roommate. Oh, well, first of all, what the fuck we doing? With you know what? Judgment free, Nikki. Keep it going. His roommate may have drank the last Corona or something like that. Or, you know, he something that may that would have that the average person, it would make them have a reaction. Right. So when shit like this pops off, you can prod him gently, don't nag, gently for a reaction. You can say shit like, wow, that really would have pissed me off or upset me or sent me to the deep end. You're handling it really well. But like, really, babe, like, how are you feeling about it? How are you really feeling about it? Don't ask, are you okay? Okay is a mass question. That is a yes or no answer. A yes or no question, excuse me, that warrants a yes or no answer. Stop asking these men, are they okay? And then get mad when they say, yeah, I'm all right. You just ask them a yes or no question and you got a yes or no answer. Ask what we call in the research world open-ended questions. That's when you, when, when, when you ask them the question, it opens it for them to divulge more than yes or no. You know? So how are you really feeling about it is an open-ended question because it allows him to actually dialogue with you past yes, no, I'm all right, it's all right, I'm good, you good, all of that other shit, okay? So after you do this, he can and likely will defer the question, but at least you're making an effort to engage in dialogue about his feelings. So he may brush it off and you can persist a little bit, don't nag now. Don't nag, you know, perhaps, hey, you know, like, I'm here for you. Hey, like, um, I want to make sure that you're okay. Hey, I'm concerned. Show your vulnerability. Show your mothering, you know, show, show that, 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 that softer side of Sears to him so he can become comfortable with having that rapport with you so that he can open up. Now, let's get to sign number two. Um, they can be self-centered. <laughs> you may have initially been attracted to this guy's self-confidence, but over time, it's turned into something else. He constantly talks about his own concerns and rarely asks how you're doing. It's just plain rude, right? What gives with this behavior, you may ask? I think that the primary reason that um, emotionally unavailable men can be self-centered is that they can control the conversation, right? And they don't have to care about your shit if they can control the dialogue, correct? If this guy actually started asking about what's going on with you, you might 
emotionally vomit all over him and demand his emotional support. And guess what, boo? He simply does not want to give that. That's too heavy for him. He does not want anything to do with that. So, I want you to know this. Being self-centered is a defense mechanism. If he's in control of the relationship, he doesn't have to open up if he doesn't choose to. He's so focused on his own agenda and needs that there is no room for him to let you into his head and heart. And this is not going to change. As a side note, many men who are emotionally unavailable are often also ring ding 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 narcissists. You guessed it, boo. They fucking narcissists too. Uh-huh. Um, the two go hand in hand. And let me tell you this, let me tell you something. Neither of them make a great partner for you. So how are we going to address this? Even if he's not asking how your day went, volunteer the information anyway. Make a point to match anything that he says about himself with something about what's going on with you. If he doesn't take the hint and start letting you in, then goddamn it, it's time to move on. Okay? Because we got shit to do. Summer of whole is waving at us from the motherfucking sidelines. Okay? You are at the finish line, sis. If he don't want to get his shit together, come on over to the lake of Minnetonka. Okay? And dive in. Come on over to Summer of Hope. Alright? So now on to sign number three of the emotionally unavailable man. They're not incredibly nice to other people. Ask yourself. If he's rude to others, do you really think he's going to treat you better? Or you think you're different, huh? Oh, let's see how that's going to work out. So, it's one thing that he's closed off with you. Maybe you haven't been dating long enough to know if he's actually an emotionally unavailable man or not. But how he treats others is a pretty good indicator of what you need to know about this dude. When he sees a homeless woman asking for change at a stop site, stoplight, excuse me, does he say, boy, I wish the cops would clean up this damn homeless problem. These motherfuckers is everywhere. Is he rude to waiters at restaurants, always demanding things from him? Would he kick a puppy? When he, um, when he, when he, when you all are at a, uh, uh, a, um, like a movie theater, or you all are out, is he just like snappy? You know, um, mumbling stuff under his breath about people, you know, I smack the shit out of you. I punch shit out of that nigga. You know, like, ask yourself that. And the person ain't done nothing to them, you know? So, the question that you need to ask yourself is, is he compassionate and empathetic to others? Or does he take a superior attitude thinking he's better than everyone else and everyone else is doing things the wrong way? So in general, you want a partner who can empathize with others. I'm not saying that he needs to buy that homeless woman a house, but maybe throw her a few coins, right? And appreciate that she's down on her luck. Don't judge her because you never know what she's going through. He should realize that people make mistakes. And if his waiter gave him the wrong order, politeness will remedy the situation better than anger. So how are we going to address this? When you first start dating a man, pay attention to how he treats others because a lot of y'all don't pay attention. Y'all be so busy asking this motherfucker about his favorite color. Y'all be so busy asking this motherfucker about where he sees himself in five years. And that's cool. That's cool, sis. But we need to do, we need to do, we need to do 
the Luther Vandross motherfucking method and talk about the here and now. Okay? Starting here. Ooh, and I'm starting now. I believe. Don't get me fucking started. Okay? So we need to think about the here and now. All right? So, um, think about that. Um, if he does not have that respect, politeness, and empathy, it's a red flag. It's a red flag to you that he may be an emotionally unavailable man. So please keep an eye out for these other signs as you get to know him better. Sign number four, we halfway through y'all. They never take the blame. <laughs> Ain't shit ever they fault, right? When you ask what happened in his past relationships and why they ended, then remember I talked about this on my shit to ask on the first date um, episode. Y'all listen to that, right? Good. Okay. So if you ask him what happened in his past relationships and, you know, maybe why they ended, he always puts the blame on his ex. Like he ain't never did shit wrong. It was never him. You know, and it could be entirely possible that every relationship he's ever been in, he's ever been in has ended because of someone else. Right. <laughs> Wrong. Um, He could be lying to you and to himself on that. OK, he lying to you and him. He getting a BOGO. He getting a BOGO deal. So let's look at this. Relationships usually end because at least one person isn't happy. But it's rare that one person contributes zero, settle, to the demise of a relationship. And the likelihood of that happening again and again and again, no less to a man who clearly seems to be emotionally unavailable, it is highly suspect. What happens when you ask him about past relationships? Does he clam up or get bitter talking about his exes? Or can he tell you objectively what went wrong, including his role in the situation? He might be angry about a recent relationship, and that's understandable. But if he talks the same about one that was years ago, you have to wonder why he's holding on to all of that resentment. And let me tell you who's going to be at the other end of that resentment. Not the person who caused the shit, boo, but you. It's going to be you. It's been you all the time. It's going to be you. You going to be unpacking that motherfucking suitcase or what the, the last chick packed years ago. And do you really want to deal with that? On top of dealing with this emotionally unavailable man? I don't think so. Cut your motherfucking losses. So how are we going to address this? And when I say we, I say y'all. Because like I told you, Nikki has put in her motherfucking time. Okay, I am officially a motherfucking veteran, 100%. Okay, I go to the VA hospital on this shit and everything. I can't do it no fucking more. So how are you all going to address this? And this is judgment-free zone. Judgment-free zone, of course. You know, you all want me to talk about it, and I'm going to talk about it, and I'm going to tell you how to get out of it, and I'm going to shut the fuck up and do it, right? So how are you all going to address this? A man who is emotionally secure can talk about past relationships in a constructive way. He can share with you his insights without blaming or getting angry. If you feel uncomfortable with the lever of ire he responds with when you bring up past relationships, realize that he's going to talk about your relationship with him the same way one day. 
There's no way to change that, but you can exit stage left sooner rather than later. Right? All right. On to sign number five of the emotionally unavailable man. They disengage from their relationship. Meaning, he will go out of his way to avoid conflict. I don't care how small it is. Maybe when you first started dating, this man was all about you. He actively pursued you and did his best to woo you. As a result, you totally fell for him. Now, however, you're feeling him disengaging from the relationship. What fucking gives? Why he doing this, sis? He may want to deliberately sabotage the relationship for you to end it. So if you end it, it's on you. Well, you the one who says you ain't want to be with me no more. You broke up with me. You ain't fucking with me no more. So when we get to this point, if we ever have to talk about what went wrong, the relationship and all of that, he can always put the shit on you. You walked away. You decided you ain't want to be with me no more. You broke up with me. So why you care? You, 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 you. Okay? You like a motherfucking soldier boy. He may engage in a number of ways. Disengage in another a number of ways. Excuse me. And these ways include, but are not limited to, maybe working longer hours, drinking heavily, drugging heavily, spending time away from home, avoiding difficult conversations, keeping secrets, avoiding you. And we should note that the more he pulls away, the more you move towards him trying to understand his change in relationship. You want communication and connection. He wants space and quiet. You feel rejected because he won't address the problem head on. He is frustrated because he feels like you're backing him into a corner. So this is just a fight, a spar, back and forth, right? So... When you pursue him as he distances himself from you, it is a lose-lose situation. So, a young lady by the name of E. Mathis Hetherington, excuse me, um, who is a guru when it comes to exploring family dynamics, she calls this the pursuer's distancer pattern. So she did a study on 1,400 divorced individuals over 30. And in this study, she found that couples who fell into this pattern were more likely to divorce or otherwise separate. So how are you going to address this? There is a fine line between a man needing some space to think about his relationship and a man completely disengaging. You're going to have to rely on your gut instinct here, your intuition. If he says he needs some space, ask him how long he needs. That ain't no open-end fucking statement. If you need space, you need to tell me about how long. I'm not telling you to give me an exact time, but you need to give me a motherfucking window. Because he can need space, and, and it be 2, 3, fucking 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, and this nigga still needs space. And you still dangling on by a motherfucking string. So remember, sissy, this is your time, too. This is your time, too. I bit my tongue. This is your time too, boo. So, okay, he needs space. You want to give him that? That's cool. But how long are we talking? Because if he says that he needs space and he's really trying to disengage, the more space he got, the more comfortable he going to be. He ain't never going to want to come back. 
you are going to create an even broader comfort zone for him where he does not want to come back and deal with the dynamics of your relationship. So if at the end of the period that he gives you, if at the end of that period, he's still disengaged, like I said, he's hoping to avoid conflict altogether. And it is time to call this motherfucker curbside assistance. Again, this is May 2019. The weather is breaking. Choice is on you, boo. Sign number six of the emotionally unavailable man. Sex ranks high in their priorities. And I need y'all to listen in on this shit. You feel like things are going good in your relationship, but consider where they're good. Are you spending quality time doing activities like eating out, sharing hobbies, and getting to know one another's thoughts on various topics? Or does the bulk of your good times together center around the bedroom? Men and women get different things from sex. I'm sure you've heard this before. Women may become more emotionally attached to a man after sex. But if a man is emotionally unavailable, it's likely going to be just sex for him. He may want it and initiate it with little regard to what you're getting out of it on the other side. So a lot of times, ask yourself, when you are having sex with these emotionally unavailable men, are you climaxing? Are you reaching orgasm? Is he giving you foreplay? Is he doing to you all the things that you motherfucking need done to you for you to reach your motherfucking peak? Or are you just a uh, a live blow-up doll for him? Are you just a sex worker for him? What are you getting out of it sexually? You know? And it may be the sex may be good. But is it good on a savage type of way where he's just having sex with you with no emotion? He's just ravishing you, you know, is he making love to you, sis? I mean, you can go back and forth. You can get that savage life. I get it. And then you can get that love that never knew what I was missing. Okay. But I knew once we start kissing. (sighs) Don't make me have a motherfucking flashback. You need balance. So if it's just all about him. And he's just like running through you like a crash dummy. Sis. Yeah, it's not a good fucking look. Okay. So he may prefer to have sex than talk about his feelings, hoping to shut you up by giving you pleasure or just getting pleasured himself. He probably doesn't care if you orgasm or not again. He may use sex or withhold it in a power play to assert authority over you and the relationship, especially if he knows that his shit is good. And he knows that you know that his shit is good. He going to punish your ass with a dick. How, how we doing that? And a lot of people think that only women do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Brothers do it too. Men do it too. So how are we going to address this? Sex is an important component of any relationship, okay? I get it and I fucking stand. But at any point, if you feel the bulk of your relationship consists of having sex rather than emotionally bonding in other ways, then this is one of those emotionally unavailable men you've been warned about. But if you're not sure, (laughs) try this. Suggest going out rather than staying in for a Netflix and chill session that will inevitably lead to getting naked. If he refuses time and time again, it's time to move on. This motherfucker should be whining and dining you, sis. 
If y'all are in a relationship, he needs to be taking you places. Y'all need be y'all need to be doing things outside of the bedroom, outside of the casa. Okay? That that's a given. In my city girl's voice, period. You need a nigga that's gonna swipe them visas. Okay? So if it's just bad shit, mm-mm. You tell him you want a cheap chick, better go down to freak nick. Cause they bringing that shit back. So just have patience. You need to be taken out. Like I said, this weather is breaking. You need to be putting on your cute little sundresses, your little fashion over outfits that you didn't use the motherfucking uh, uh, gift code or coupon code, took your little 30% off or whatever, and you out here ready to slay these motherfucking lives to fucking death. But no, you didn't put on all of this cute shit just to come to his motherfucking house and smash. No mom. No fucking mom. No mom. We not doing that shit. When I was um, stationed in Qatar, there were um, these women that um, had this salon that I went to to get my nails done and stuff. And they would always be like, no mom, no mom, no mom. So that's why I get it from, no mom. So, sign number six of the emotionally unavailable man. They are in denial. He may be in denial about the fact that his ass is emotionally unavailable. If you ask him how he feels about some occurrence that will make anyone else angry, sad, or any other strong emotion, and he responds, I'm fine, you're going to have to raise the eyebrow. Sure, maybe he's trying to come off as the macho man, or he could simply not want to acknowledge his feelings of vulnerability. He may feel like being emotionally available or acknowledging feelings that make him less of a man in his own eyes can make him vulnerable in a way that makes him highly uncomfortable. He may deny that he needs help with opening up his emotional his emotional unavailability. He may get defensive and say nothing's the matter with him. He's just never been in love or close to it because, well, it was always his partner's fault that things didn't work out. <laughs> right. Denial is not just the river in Egypt. It's not. So how are we going to address this? If he's unwilling to be honest with even himself, let alone you, about his feelings, then get this. It is not your job to fix him. It's not your job to change that. Trust me. You will fail if you try to change a man. Again, you will fail if you try to change a man. Move on and make yourself available to a man who isn't afraid to be real and feel real feelings. That's what makes a real man. He's not masking emotions, but rather facing them and owning them. Sign number seven of the emotionally unavailable man. He's never had a long-term relationship. Hello. Especially if he got a bunch of fucking kids. And first of all, if he got a bunch of fucking kids, bitch, run. What 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 the fuck you doing? Why you still here? What you still around for? That's why I don't have any sympathy for these women who keep popping out these babies for future. Oh, you thought you were going to be different. You thought it was something magical in your pussy that was going to make. Oh, mm, and how did that work out for you? How? That's why I have no sympathy. None. Absolutely none. <sighs> but I digress. If the guy that you're dating is in his early 20s, you know, y'all young, 
you know y'all late teens for my young my young listeners y'all young he don't need to be in he don't need to have a lot of long-term relationships underneath his belt you know it's perfectly acceptable that he's never been in a relationship that has lasted longer than six months perfectly acceptable on the contrary if your ass is in your 30s 40s and above Men in your age bracket should have had some solid relationships or experience under their belts. If they haven't, they may well be emotionally unavailable men, a.k.a. motherfuckers that's afraid to commit. Hello? Hello? There's no rule on how long you want a man to have been in a relationship in his past. Let's not do that. Okay? Um, But if he's been in at least one that was several years long, he should understand what a real relationship looks like. And it's less likely that if he was in a longer relationship in the past, that he would be emotionally unavailable today. So how can we address this? Root around in his past. Ask questions that will help you understand his relationship history. What was his longest relationship? How old was he? What went wrong? Do your best not to make this an an inquisition, excuse me, or make him defensive. Share your own past with him so that you have equal footing. So the last sign, sign eight of the emotionally unavailable man. He has had some past trauma. His past may impact his ability to be emotionally open with you. You may never know that your boyfriend was molested or abused as a child since emotionally unavailable men often deliberately keep quiet about trauma from their past. They don't like talking about it and they don't want to talk about it. But in the event that you do know something about his past, such as the negative impact that his parents' divorce may have had on his ability to emotionally connect or any kind of abuse or neglect understand that this will affect him even though he's an adult if he's never sought out therapy this issue has been buried under years but just like the story of the princess and the pea it's still there and he still feels it it still causes him discomfort and it affects him in every relationship that he has you know we don't always think About the shit that our men go through. Again. We don't always think about the relationships that they have with their mother. We always talk about daddy's issues. Well a lot of these men got mama issues. We don't ever think that they have traumatic childhoods too. Or traumatic um, early adult years too. You know something could happen to them in college. Something could have happened to them in high school. Something could have happened to them as a child. We don't think about that. We think it's just the girls and the boys leave childhood unscathed. And that is so wrong. That is so far from the truth. So far from the truth. We don't know what these men are dealing with. You know? We don't know. And that's why I say you have to navigate through this shit lightly. Another reason why I I can't fuck with them. Because I don't know. You know? I, I, I don't know. Um, and that can be like opening up a can of worms in a sense. So how are we going to address this? And I'm going to say this with love because I want you to hear me. I want you to hear me, Miss Empath out there listening. I want you to hear me, Miss Lightworker out there listening. I want you to hear me, uh, Miss Therapist, Miss self-help coach life coach all this other shit i want you to hear me um confident girl i want all of y'all to fucking hear me 
You are not his therapist. You are not. You are not. If he has issues from his past, he has deliberately chosen not to confront them head on up to this point. There is nothing that your ass can do or say that will compel him to open that door in the painful past. I understand that you want to fix him, but you cannot. Let it go. Walk away. West side, walk it out. Find a man who isn't afraid to battle his demons to become a loving partner to you again. And I said this at my event Saturday, and I've even written about this. You are nobody's 12-step program. Never be willing to put yourself on the chopping block for somebody. To just use and abuse and wear you out, you know, so they they can level up. Yes, you can want the best for somebody, but not to your own fucking detriment. If I got to fucking die inside to help you, if I have to suffer to help you, if I have to be uncomfortable and I have to experience trauma to help you, then I don't need to help you. And that should go the same way for everybody in your life. Your relationship with your man is supposed to enrich you. Raise your motherfucking vibrations, not deplete them. Okay? So again, you are not his therapist. You are not his light worker. You are not his impact. You are not none of that. You're not his healer. None of that. Girl, take the motherfucking crystals and get the fuck on somewhere. Girl, take that motherfucking sage and that Florida water and get the fuck on somewhere. Save your fucking magic. Save it. He has to want to. It's kind of like a substance abuse. Where they have to want to change. They have to want to stop drinking, smoking, drugging, whatever, sexing, all of that. Whatever their addiction is. You can't want to jumpstart that for them. And you will kill yourself a million times over if you decide to roll up your sleeves and get into a fight that has already been fixed. That has already been rigged. I call that insanity. So get the fuck on, sis. <sighs> so, as we conclude, yes, I know that it sucks to keep dating emotionally unavailable men, but you're here and you're listening to me because you are willing and ready to break that cycle and you are open to finding the man who isn't afraid of his feelings for you, who is communicative and ready to enter a loving relationship with you. Let me tell you this, boo. He's out there. So if you've been berating yourself about how you're so needy and demanding too much from this man, you better stop that shit because it ain't about you. I said that in the beginning and I will say it again. As my grandmother used to say, I will say it again. This ain't about you, boo. He got issues. He has issues that you are completely unaware of. He wants female attention and companionship. But as he's likely done in his past relationships, when it's reached a point where you wanted more than he could give, he has begun to pull away. You were doing what you should have been doing, opening up to a partner over time, trusting him, and perhaps falling in love. And there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. However, the unfortunate side of the coin is you did it with a man who could not reciprocate. And y'all know how I feel about reciprocity. 
So now that you are aware of the signs of the emotionally unavailable man, you can watch out for them in the early days of dating so that you don't end up investing too much time and energy into them before you realize you'll never get what you want. You're now going to be a ninja at observing these dudes to pick out the ones who can't commit and run the other way from them. So congratulate yourself. You now know what to avoid so that you can steer clear of men who will never open up to you emotionally. And that puts you on the right path to love. Okay? So I'm going to give y'all another quote from Grammy. I didn't schooled you. If you decide to be a fool after this, it's on you. As I've stated, the common denominator is you, boo. We can't... We can't be victims of mistreatment if we don't choose the people who mistreat us. Because, again, we're the common denominators. So I can walk into a room of of emotionally unavailable men and come out unscathed because I know that I ain't fucking with none of them. Because I'm now educated. That's what I said. This is not something that I'm doing. I'm I'm not fucking with it no more because I'm educated. And when you when you know better, you do better. Okay. When you know better, you fucking do better. So you have been schooled, sissy poo. Anything that you decide to do after this is on you. Anything. You have been empowered. Leave that man alone. He is not going to change. I'm not going to run this shit in the ground. You know, I'm not going to beat y'all with a stick. I've said what I've said, and hopefully y'all can marinate on this, especially as we um, proceed into summer 19. So this is my time for this week. I hope that you all have enjoyed this overdue, much awaited, highly anticipated topic. Um, Again, you can catch me on my social media at Nikki's Thoughts and that is N-I-K-K-I-E-S-T-H-O-U-G-H-T-S for my sisterhood page where every day is therapy Thursday for my beautiful sisters you can catch me a tribe called sis that is at a tribe called sis Um, I'm working on the website for that I am also for my west coast listeners I have the mending space retreat coming to LA for Columbus Day weekend, you all are the first to hear about it outside of my live. If you listen on my live, I will be putting together the event and putting it on the new website, www.atribecalledsis.com. I'm just working on it this week. Um, my nonprofit, I just want people to heal. Um, I just want my people to heal.org or on Instagram at I just want my people to heal. It is an organization that I have created to reduce the stigma of mental health in our community and to raise awareness of self care and mental health amongst um, African American people. Um, Black Sauce brand. That is my online store. I do everything from body oils, um, uh, scrubs, skincare, hair care. I have a line of sage, crystals, incense, all your holistic care items, statement apparel, um, everything. It's really your one-stop shop. So visit us over at www.blacksaucebrand.com. Instagram is at blacksaucebrand. Make sure that you go onto my website, um, scroll down, and sign up for um, my mailing list because I give out um, coupon sales, um, new products. You guys are always in the first to know. Now, if you just need to navigate through all of my um, brands and websites on a one-stop shop 
um, level, you can go to my um, parent page, which is www.aprilnicole.com, and you can just click on my brands, and it has the hyperlinks for everything on there, including this podcast. So, I thank you all for tuning in. I thank you all for being patient with me. And I hope everyone has an amazing day, an amazing week. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and tell a friend just how dope you think this podcast is. Again, I am your girl, A. Nicole. I love you all so much. Um, And I will see y'all next week, right? (laughs) Take care.